0: So Hello, how are hello, you? Hello,
1: hello, friends. Well, I'm good. How are you? I
0: am fine. I see you're still alive.
1: I am currently. That could be uh it's a fluid situation right oh, now. Oh, that's okay. Yeah.
0: That's okay. You know what I also see? What? You're wearing shoes.
1: I do have on shoes. <laughs> I've been light on shoes all week.
0: It's it's been a little weird actually.
1: I don't know why. I you know, I'm a Dirty hippie at heart. So. Well,
0: so I, I text you yesterday, hey, let's go to lunch. And your response was, okay, I've got to swing by home and get <laughs> shoes.
1: I was running behind, as I am often, because I don't sleep so well at night. And having a little struggle getting out of bed. And I had to take my uh, youngest child to work, I mean to school, because they didn't have the bus that day. So um, I forgot shoes.
0: <laughs> That's not the story as you told it. The story as you told it was your daughter was yelling at you to get to school because you were not the adult at the moment.
1: Right. And you couldn't find your shoes, so so you left. I I really didn't want to put that on blast, but thank you. (laughs) Thank you for outing me. You're absolutely welcome. (laughs) As being, you know, just the snack bitch and driver for my youngest child. (laughs) 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 That's what I'm going to put on my resume. Snack bitch.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: I wasn't lying. I was structuring the truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling, how are you? I Otherwise.
1: am good. Um, I just want to start this podcast out with saying, what did you do last weekend or what do you plan to do this weekend since you had to remind me to actually think of something other than myself after the last time we recorded? Because you asked me and I'm just like, oh, blah, 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 We're done now.
0: (laughs) Yes. And no one gives a shit what you were doing, Steve. Let's be clear.
1: That's not true. (laughs) Narcissism is real, though, and I'm just a little self-absorbed.
0: Okay. But, what you know, this is a podcast of of what happens when two narcissists come together.
1: (laughs) Who aren't pretty enough for broadcast TV.
0: (laughs) Face made for radio. Mm -hmm. So, okay, but I always ask you first, what did you do this week?
1: What did I do this week? I didn't do much. Lots of court, lots of worky stuff, which is you know, man, 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 man I'm works. sure your
0: husband appreciates you doing worky things.
1: Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So what I am doing this weekend and I am most excited about is that I'm gonna go see a live band on Saturday as opposed to a dead band. But I'm going to see a live band.
0: Well I'll tell you, the dead band's a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. What band are you singing?
1: It's a local band that. Uh,
0: Is it I, like a band of hooligans or no. a band of do wells.
1: Band of ruffians? <laughs> no, it's um, it's a it's comprised of some of my friends' parents and some other people, and that okay. they. Well, that sounds played.
0: absolutely awful. So we'll move on. It's
1: wonderful. <laughs> They've let me sing with them before, and I've already put in a request to do play the egg. And all the other Tracy Partridge instruments that I'm qualified oh, on. I, I'm sorry, and I same, thought
0: you were referring to a sex toy egg.
1: No, <laughs> that's a subject for another podcast. <laughs> and here's my address for my OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. Or $50. am I?
0: <laughs> Fifty dollars. Anything, anywhere. Anywhere. All right. So what? I mean, so that's what you've got going on. What mm-hmm. did you do? What What has been happening?
1: Um, you know that my life is just a series of moving from one reclining object to another. So. <laughs> Spend some time in the bed, spend some time on the couch, spend some time in the desk chair, you know.
0: Maybe inadvertently parented a time or two.
1: (laughs) Not on purpose. (laughs) What about you? What did you do?
0: Oh, yes. The sincerity of that is (laughs) deep. Okay. First thing, though, is darling. Darling. There we go. We have to do a nod at some point to heart to heart.
1: Oh yes, I love hard to Heart Absolutely so
0: much. Absolutely love it. So let me ask you though have we have we had any emails from listeners yet looking for things that are giving us ideas rather?
1: I did. I had an email from a listener asking us to do a nod to true crime podcasts.
0: Outstanding. We can do. You're a big true true crime podcast. Oh my listener. god,
1: I love them so much. I listen to, I don't know, probably like six, seven different ones. And just today, there's been breaking news in the uh, Murdoch murders down in South Carolina, which is just fascinating.
0: Which actually consumed a large portion of our lunch today. It
1: did, because every time you turn around, someone else is, <laughs> is dead. dead? <laughs> and I'm not laughing because <laughs> no, someone else oh God, is God, dead. No, I'm not.
0: no, that's... Okay, I won't at least admit that I was laughing because of that. <laughs> no, I really wasn't. I was laughing because you, you really... If you look at all of the facts of this thing, oh my god. It's awful. And and you think, okay, this has to be fictional, right? Right,
1: right, because you couldn't make this if you if you tried to pitch this as a story, no the, one the people would be like, mm, that's just a little too convenient." Don't you think? Yeah. Because apparently, today what I just found out listening to one of the podcasts is that
0: Well, which one? Call them
1: out. Um, I have to look it up. I apologize because I Was not anticipating talking about this. Well,
0: what do we ever anticipate talking about? We never actually get to what we're. Oh, we do. I take that back. It's
1: called the Murdoff family. I'm not know if I'm saying that right or not. The Murdoff family murders, and it's by um, a woman named Seton, and I can't remember the other person's name. Let me see if I can pull it up.
0: But you like it, and folks should go listen to it. Yes,
1: it's by Matt Harris and Seton Tucker. Terrific. Yes, but what I found out today is remember, and and
0: I'm sorry, I have to back up. The whole podcast is actually just about this family? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is so funny. I didn't realize. So, if I wanted to, could we start a podcast about cake? Because I love cake.
1: (laughs) Yes, we can start a podcast about cake.
0: I didn't realize All kinds of cake. No, no. Just birthday cake. Just birthday cake? I like birthday cake.
1: I like birthday cake, too.
0: And really, I like chocolate cake with white icing.
1: Yeah, I know I remember that now. Yeah.
0: So, I guess we're done with that podcast. (laughs) I fully explored cake now.
1: And thank you, Kate. Thank you for sponsoring this. Okay, but what came out today is that, remember I told you that this guy, um, the, and I get all their names mixed up. I think it's Alex? I don't even
0: care. You can just make shit up at this point and it would be believable because the story is so oh insane. Oh my God.
1: It is seriously banana boat.
0: It's
1: <laughs> bananas. <laughs> it's bananas. So this guy, okay, first of all, we should be all redheaded actors should be like, <laughs> like, chomping at the bit because all 11
0: of them should be. <laughs> thinking everyone about putting in on this wheat.
1: family has red hair. So, but Alex Murdaugh, who's the surviving father of the mother and son that were killed this summer,
0: murdered, right?
1: Yes, they were murdered. Um, it is okay. So, he got he was supposed to be changing a tire on the side of the road and got shot in the head. The dad, the dad, yes. okay. So they've arrested the person that shot him with the understanding that it was a a conspiracy between the two of them so that his $10 million life insurance policy would go to his surviving son.
0: I'm going to be – I'm on misplaced modifier patrol. Okay. Or unclear pronoun patrol, whichever. I'm just so excited. You are so excited. There's a lot of (laughs) hymns going on. Hitman is really who tried to kill the dad, right? And she has now dribbled wine all down her face. The sad part is it was her first drink. I know. Paper towel towards you. So... so Dad hires a hitman to kill himself.
1: Yes. Because and his his insurance policy has a suicide exclusion.
0: Wait, well of course, and so Hitman goes to kill the dad who's changing a tire on the side of the road, mm-hmm. but clearly couldn't hit the ground if he fell on it. Right. Ends up not only not killing dad, mm-hmm. but basically just grazing his just head. Just grazing
1: his head and kind of giving him like a headache. <laughs> So <laughs> again, this
0: isn't this shit is not funny. I'm sorry, I no, should not.
1: Laugh. We're not laughing at it's the, the circumstances s- are just
0: so a- bizarre. Absolutely. We're it, it, that we're laughing really at the unbelievability yes, of it. And also the it. fact that we're really just terrible people.
1: And that is in fact true. <laughs> so they arrested the hitman who the, Immediately
0: flipped on Well, they
1: yeah, and and the dad Also just rolled over like, you know, a puppy wanting to get his tummy pet as soon as (laughs) shit got real. So the dad is out of state. This is all going on in South Carolina. The dad is out of state in a treatment facility for opioid addiction.
0: Which maybe should have been something that he checked out maybe a long time ago. Okay. They said for the past 20 years, he's been paying paying drug dealers by check. And I'm like, is this your first fucking rodeo? (laughs) Isn't he a lawyer? Yes. <laughs> but for those of you who maybe are not legal professionals, that's what we like to call evidence. <laughs>
1: that's a paper trail, and you want none of it. So for 20 years, apparently, he's been having these addiction issues. And the person that he that he conspired with to shoot him has been charged with uh, like conspiracy and assisted suicide. But wait. They went to this guy's house and found a mess of meth, I'm a whole shocked, bunch of opioids, and he was a former client of Mr. Murdaugh But he's also related to him. Oh, I
0: didn't get that no, part. No, I
1: just found that out today. Oh my gosh! Because the hitman's mother—a like
0: spoiler in a bad, oh my bad God. mystery novel. The
1: hitman's mother was a Murdaugh
0: Oh my gosh, that yeah. is so crazy. So, at, at any rate. I, this is just so bizarre. And this is not really, we're not actually giving a nod to this. Let's be clear. We're also not giving no. a nod to Hitman or, no, you know, no. feigning your own death. No. So, at any rate, I just thought it was kind of this bizarre story. And, and, and obviously, given the fact that it came up because one of our wonderful, wonderful listeners had made a suggestion, we will, at some point in the next few weeks, give a nod to True Crime podcasts, yes. which I will need to practice saying.
1: Yes, because there's a lot of words, sounds in that.
0: There are double R's between true and crime, and I seem to be struggling true with that. Crime. Right. It could also be the two drinks I had before we started recording. Yeah, you
1: know what you're going to do. Yeah.
0: What are we giving a nod to this week?
1: We are giving a nod to not complaining and or the power of positive thinking.
0: So we actually, this all started with a meme that I saw about a year or so ago. And it it just simply said, go 24 hours without complaining and see how it changes your life. So I did this, started this. Oh gosh, what was it? May, June, somewhere around in there. And into God. I couldn't even make it the first 5 seconds. Nope. So, I go to set a timer on my phone for 24 hours and it stops at 23:59:59. 59 59. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then I realized, "Oh, I should start over again." Right. So, Here we go again. <laughs> I bet I didn't. I bet I had to stop three different times just on my way to work. And while many of you may think, "Well, that's not a big deal," you know, the drive to work, etc. I live about eight seconds from work. It's
1: two miles. Yes.
0: So, I, I, I I'm just going to tell you this. It took me a week before I finally got to the point where I got a solid. What I felt like was a legitimate solid 24 hours without complaining. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, when we were kind of banding around the idea of what are we going to what are we going to give a nod to this week? I threw out this concept to, to Stephanie because she can complain all the time. All the time. So no, not really. Um, but I thought it'd be kind of neat to see, have her give it a try, kind of see how it goes and see what she thinks about it. Because I'm going to tell you, when I went the 24 hours, it was really eye opening to me about how negative I can be. So, so at any rate, I'm going to turn it over to you. You made it your 24 hours, Didn't right?
1: make it 24 hours.
0: Outstanding. Were you drunk most of it?
1: No, it was not. I was were, asleep Were you most asleep of it, for so. most of it? There's that meme about like, well, I haven't cussed anyone out. I haven't done this. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, and now I'm going to get out of bed.
0: <laughs> oh, Fall is my friend. <laughs>
1: I did my twenty-four hours, and I realize that I don't complain. I don't really complain as much as I know.
0: <laughs> she but complains what I as had, much as I think she does.
1: <laughs> what I do is, I have a lot of negative self-talk.
0: Don't you think that I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because that's what we do? Um, but don't you think that's kind of our fallback position, just as a for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for a lot of people? I think the fallback position is is to to just kind of be negative, to think maybe right. the worst of things.
1: Well, my default position has always been, even since I was very, very young, cynicism and snark.
0: My default position has always been homicidal.
1: Right. And that's a topic for another podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I may become a star on, <laughs> a, <laughs> on true a True Crime, crime podcast. podcast.
1: <laughs> but what I realized is, you know, like, okay, so I'm old. We've covered this. I played a lot of sports, and I have a lot of sort of residual damage from really bad decisions in many arenas. But I have, I've been having problems with my elbow. Okay. I sound like an 80 year old woman. I'm mean, It makes it feel like I need to like pop my elbow, but I can't quite pop it. And so it was really hurting. And I told my mom, Hey, my elbow really hurts. And I was like, does that count as complaining? Or is that relaying a story? I, think like, it's kind of complaining?
0: I, I don't think it's complaining. So, you know, when I was trying to do this, I told my dad about it. We were driving along, and this guy's in front of me, and I'm like, get the f- out of my way, asshole. And my dad smirks and says, is that complaining? And I said, no, it's an observation. Right.
1: So, <laughs> it's actually a command.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I call him an asshole. <laughs> and that was the observation. No?
1: But. That was simply a descriptor.
0: Exactly. It was an adjective.
1: Right. You were trying to give a good sentence. I
0: really was. I wanted I wanted him to know exactly what I thought of the person mm-hmm. in front of me. Mm-hmm. So, but to your point about the elbow, no, to me, that is a legitimate observation. It's not a complaint to say, hey, this hurts. Your body gives you signals. But instead of, God, why does my arm always hurt? Why is a something always hurt? That's oh, complaining.
1: No, I didn't think that. Right. But I thought to myself... If you had taken better care of yourself in any milieu up until right this moment, maybe you wouldn't have so many aches and or pains.
0: Okay. So well, I went to the doctor today. Oh, you did? I did. I, I did. So Nobody I, told
1: me this. I was not informed of this until right now. This I, is a breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Because You're hearing it as I'm hearing
0: it. Like,
1: and I'm going to keep interrupting.
0: I like to go <laughs> to the doctor every eight or ten years.
1: Am I doing okay? All
0: right. Yeah, exactly. Just checking in. So, and and, you know, my blood pressure is always hovered around like 120 over 70. Doctor always says, Mm -hmm. this is a great, you have terrific blood pressure. And I'm thinking...
1: fantastic, actually.
0: Right. And I'm thinking, well, thank you. I worked very hard at that. (laughs) Right. I have no fucking idea what I do. I eat like shit. I don't exercise. I've got a very sedentary lifestyle. And I expect I'm just going to drop dead at any minute.
1: But that blood pressure is looking good.
0: But not from a stroke. That's right. So today... They take my blood pressure and say, oh, it's terrific. And I'm like, okay, good. It's 90 over 70. And I'm thinking, am I still alive?
1: Right. Is Can I, did they, they check your temperature <laughs> next? Like stick I something think, in your <laughs> liver, like on CSI, <laughs> like what's his core liver temperature? I think he's been dead for two hours.
0: <laughs> so I'm thinking, that seems really bizarre to me that I'm down 30 points. It's it's like when I invest in a stock and it immediately drops. So I, so I ask my, my doctor and I'm like, this seems kind of low to me. You know, I've, I've dropped quite a bit. And she goes, Well, it's just, I think it's an indication of just how calm you are. Calm. And I started laughing. And I said, I think if you'll ask around, you'll find that's unlikely.
1: What <laughs> drugs are you doing behind my back? Because the last time I went, mine was like 126 over 72.
0: Right. Which that's is good. That's phenomenal. That's yeah. really, that's a really good blood pressure. And I'm thinking, well, if it keeps dropping by 30, eventually those numbers are going to meet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really concerned when they do. I don't know what happens.
1: I got sick one time and I was training for a half marathon. And Which is
0: her way of saying she quit halfway through a marathon. No.
1: I, I, yeah, that's a whole other story for another podcast. But. I was sick and I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was something over 50.
0: Oh, that seems And the woman looked at
1: me and and she was like, is your blood pressure always this low? And I was like, "Eh, I don't Uh don't know.
0: (laughs) She picked herself (laughs) up off the floor. (laughs)
1: And I stood up to leave. When I stood up to leave, I got really dizzy. I was like, oh, that's probably why they said something to me. Was running a lot and like sure. eating very clean and right. So, you know there wasn't a lot right. of margin for error.
0: Well, and, and you know I've been dieting, I've been cutting back, I've been trying to eat better, and I'm like, oh man, I can't have my body positively <laughs> reacting to this, or it's going to expect it all the time. So at any rate, you get to a look- cheeseburger
1: that shoots up to like two hundred <laughs> over nine thousand, and you go, I'm back. I am.
0: Yeah, my head's just going to pop right off. So back to what we were talking about, though. So no, I don't think what you told your mom was a complaint. I think that really was a legitimate observation, and and I'm being serious about that too.
1: Because I have found what I I have discovered that I tend to like. Oh, my neck hurts, or oh, my back hurts, and I'll say that to myself. And I'm I've I've actively tried to eliminate those thoughts from my mind because I don't think that it serves any purpose. Just like, oh, instead now I'm trying to think like, hey, when I have one of those feelings, is, is this bad enough for me to take ibuprofen? Right. Or should I get an ice pack? Right.
0: And I think what we're talking about when we talk about going 24 hours without complaining or really any measurable amount of time without complaining is is to raise your awareness of kind of what's your fallback position. And, and, and when you're really focused on it, you understand how many different times a day you may think some negative thought.
1: Yes. And one thing that I am terrible at, and I'm very cognizant of it now, is that if I spoke to another person in the manner in which I speak to myself, I would be appalled.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I think, though, just this exercise of understanding kind of what you say when you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the complaining for me wasn't out loud. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to other people. No. It was my inner monologue. Yes. And while I like to think that my inner monologue is abso- Hysterical. absolutely something that requires a show of its own.
1: <laughs>
0: what it ends up with is, is holy shit, shut the cop. Right, And um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, so I did a little quick research on complaining and just what its effect is on the body. And I didn't realize this, that complaining actually increases your level of cortisol. You know, and I knew that that stress, in particular, trauma, certainly increases those those cortisol levels in your body. But I didn't know that complaining did. And it does. It does. And isn't and
1: that the stress hormone? It that talk about that causes belly fat.
0: Well, it causes a whole lot of other things. Belly okay. fat certainly. Okay.
1: Well, I've got cortisol coursing throughout my whole body.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, I I think my problem goes beyond just cortisol. <laughs> by the way. I think it's donuts and perhaps the aforementioned cake.
1: Calories in, (laughs) calories
0: out. But, you know, study after study talks about how these kind of chronically high levels of cortisol lead to some of these other problems, like an increased risk of depression, which really surprised me. But you think about it, and it makes a whole lot of sense.
1: I mean, it's a stress hormone, which would cause... Disruption in your serotonin or dopamine right. levels. Right. I assume.
0: And so you know, I'm not the, a doctor.
1: I just play one.
0: Let's just play one on this podcast. Mm-hmm. This is not medical advice, nor is it oh, ever. By the way, advice.
1: I also diagnose myself with some life-threatening oh disease God. at least twice a week.
0: Oh, and it's it's usually something so unbelievably unreachable that.
1: Right.
0: Oh my God, I've got die before lunch disease. Calm
1: down, calm down. Oh my God, I've got prostate cancer. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But in addition, it talks about digestive problems, sleep problems, higher blood pressure, and an increased risk of heart disease. Oh, my God. And I thought today with my 90 over 70, 90 over 60 blood pressure that I can, I've can i got some room to complain. Because really <laughs> So willing. here we go.
1: First, the alphabetical list.
0: <laughs> and then by order of irritation.
1: Right. I got a lot of grievances with you fuckers, so just line up. <laughs>
0: However, you did issue a complaint to me right before we went on the air. You had done me a solid and had listened to all of the current broadcasts of of Bovine Waste, yes. our, our sister podcast in which I co-host that with our dear, dear friend, Nick.
1: And thank you to Weekend Media Group for Hosting both bovine waste and a nod pod.
0: Exactly. Which, by the way, for those of you curious, Weekend Media Group is not a huge corporation with really deep pockets.
1: So we're open for sponsorship agreements.
0: Exactly. Agreement. Again, for those of you who may not recall, I'm sure I've said it on at least one of the podcasts. Um, I like Chopin vodka. but does. But I can be bought by a different kind of vodka.
1: We can be bought by really any kind of alcohol. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. So, um, But at at any rate, uh, you issued a complaint.
1: I did. Because you were talking about, I don't know, something about school or, I don't know, this was the episode that talks about being the poor kid at private school.
0: Which was not me. It was my son. Right.
1: Because he had to carry his... You know, his lunch in a Target. Okay, so. should I
0: tell the story here? Sure, because okay. it's a good story, because it's okay. spent
1: like 20 bucks on lunch one day. Right,
0: exactly. So my son went to, a, my oldest son, Justin, went to a private Catholic school. And, you know, at one point, I actually thought he might enter enter the priesthood. Um, And and then he found girls, and that was no longer... And
1: like so many young men who thought they might enter the priesthood.
0: (laughs) Yes, he... um,
1: The door slammed shut on that.
0: Obviously, he went a different route, and we're all very sorry to the Pope. Um, But at any rate, that wasn't the only reason that I had encouraged him to, to attend St. Thomas Aquinas. But one of the things that was really interesting to me was how good the lunch menu was there.
1: Okay, my husband and, well, our whole family, dear, but, dear friend Kevin,
0: yes, taught
1: but, at a very, very exclusive private school oh, in Las Vegas. Oh, I didn't know like that. A pro, It was a public-private sponsorship, or what do you call it? Partnership. Yeah, partnership. Sorry. Glass of wine's hitting hard. Words. Yeah. <laughs> Lunch was a while ago, and, you know, what are you going to do? So they had the most outstanding lunch menu I've ever seen in my life.
0: The first published lunch that I saw was Salmon Oscar. (laughs) I'm thinking, why am I eating this for lunch?
1: Right. When we were in school, the first published lunch menu was fish sticks. (laughs) (laughs) And we ate them and we liked them.
0: And then there was Salisbury steak, if you were looking for a more fancy meal. By the way, the other thing that really annoys me... So my youngest son, Travis, he went to the same school I did, public school. Um, And... (laughs) One of the things that they had changed in the time that Stephanie and I had been in school, she's two years younger than me. Go ahead and say no, it. No,
1: I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm feeling real generous.
0: Uh huh. So, but one of the things that changed is self serve gravy. So they would have chicken nuggets and Travis. Because I always would ask the kids when they get home three questions. You know, did you? What'd you learn today? Do you have any homework? What'd you have for lunch? And um, I always usually ask the what you have for lunch first because I'm kind of food obsessed. And, and both boys, by the way, are just okay. thin as promises. Right.
1: I'm Fatty I mean, McFatterson. Like these kids, you couldn't put weight on them. Okay. So I grew up on a farm. Okay. So I'm going to like dull, <laughs> dive deep into this. If you know anything about cattle, you know that you can't put weight on a Holstein. They just don't carry it. Like these kids are Holsteins. You couldn't finish these boys. Oh, my <laughs> God. No. No. And then Steve and I, however, apparently have you know some genetics that carried us across multiple continents when our ancestors were <laughs> roaming about. We look at something and it's like, oh, we may have to you know run from heathens later on. Let's put on five pounds, right? So that we're not going to starve to death in the right. process,
0: right? Well, and then of course for me, there's the aforementioned cake. So, <laughs> um, and, and then Travis. So Travis, Travis was a buck five soaking wet in school. I'll tell you what, that kid, he'd kick anybody's ass who gotten in, in the way. If, if, oh, if sure. somebody was bullying somebody, if somebody was robbing somebody, I don't care what is somebody was doing something wrong, that kid was going to be all up in their business.
1: Right, because that was 105 pounds of like Absolute righteous indignation. Terror, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, and and a lot of times I'd be like, boo-boo, have you eaten, did you eat lunch today? Oh no, I forgot. Now I want to be clear, I have never ever, ever in my life forgotten to eat anything.
1: You could put me on the maximum dose of ADHD medication, (laughs) put a patch of, like, straight cocaine on me, (laughs) and have, like, two IVs of just high-quality grade meth in both arms, and I'd be like, I could eat a donut. I could eat. Sure. I could eat.
0: I would go for some Chicken. Chicken. So, and anyway, then there was Justin who was equally as thin and equally as, as, um, equally as irritated by people who were dispensing their own blend of injustice, but that kid could eat me out of house and home and not put on a pound. So at any rate, so going back, the first menu item was Sam and Oscar, and I'm like, wow. So I put like $500 on his lunch account, and that was supposed to last because I knew the lunches were more expensive. That should have lasted all semester long. So we get to the semester started in August. So let's, it's
1: Sam and Oscar. I'm thinking this goes like three weeks,
0: right? So I should have figured that out. So at any rate, it's August. He gets to me in October, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, I, I need some more money on my lunch account." And I'm like, "What now?" <laughs> Where'd that
1: 500 go?
0: So I, I can log in and see how he's spending his money, right? And one day, he spent almost $20 on food. And I'm like, okay, I don't spend $20 on food in a day for all three meals. No. So I'm looking and I'm like, what the hell? You bought like three Gatorades and two cookies and three French fries and... Well, uh, you know, some of my friends wanted stuff. And I'm like, Some of my friends wanted yeah. stuff? And I'm it, not putting the bill for people that
1: live in Leewood.
0: S- <laughs> Sorry.
1: If you don't know, it would be
0: the Beverly Hills of, it's our, the Beverly area. Hills of yeah. our area. Yeah. So, at any rate, and my laugh that caught me off guard. So, for those of you who've just lost hearing, I'm sorry. Um, These are
1: people who don't have to worry about you know, right? Cookie money. Exactly. <laughs> so,
0: at any rate, I he was on punishment from that point forward, and his punishment was he had to take his lunch. Well, this kid would pack two sandwiches. He would pack a couple of bags of chips. He would pack two or three puddings. And and of course, lose weight in the process, right?
1: Because I bet even when he like when swim team was in session, Uh what did he eat? Like a whole loaf of bread, a a cow, a peanut butter, yeah, A, a, a
0: cow as it passed by. And um, so, at any rate, and for those of you who listen to both podcasts, I'm sorry this is a repeat of the story. And we You'll love, love you. you, by the way, if you are listening to we both. We love you very much. Um, but at any rate, we're at Target one day. So he's been on he's been on lunch rations now for a couple of months, and we're at Target one day, and we're in the aisle where all of the aluminum foil and Saran wrap, et cetera, is. And he we get there, and he looks at me, and with the most indignation that he could muster and and just sheer seething hatred almost looks at me could we get some lunch bags please and i'm like well yes but could we dial the judgment down to about a 4 Did you say me <laughs> That's another story. Um, but at any rate, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I didn't know we were out, boo. It's not like I was withholding lunch bags from right. you. Well, I've had to take my lunch to school in a Target bag, and I look like the poor kid. Like a poor person. And so I started laughing, and I'm like, oh, honey, at Aquinas, you are the poor kid.
1: Right. $40,000 for four years <laughs> worth of
0: school. So, all right. So at any rate, jumping back in. Mm-hmm. So, I cut him off altogether. No, we've already talked about that. I forget what. It wasn't that long ago. How can I forget where we were?
1: Okay. The lunch bags, he was all pissed off.
0: So, yeah. So, his, at any rate, his indignation did nothing. He ended up having to take his lunch for the next three and a half years. So... <laughs> Because he
1: flew too close to the sun.
0: Oh, but on occasion he would text me, oh, Dad, I, I forgot my lunch. Can you put some money in my lunch account? So I would put, I think the minimum that you could put in there was like $300. Right. So, no, well, it, it, you know, it's a coin. It's, right. So I think the minimum was they like. They
1: have people from Leawood.
0: $10. They don't
1: have time for your bullshit.
0: And, and it seemed like whatever amount I put in there, it was a challenge for him. I'm going to spend it all. <laughs>
1: Let's see how much I can rack up today.
0: Oh, my gosh. Actually,
1: was... my son did that at his previous high school in Tennessee. That was It just opened his freshman year. He was the first class that was going to go all the way through. It was a $93 million campus.
0: Which is pretty cheap now.
1: It was nicer than most community colleges I've ever seen. Sure. And they had, like, an Asian bar. They had, like, a hamburger bar. They had pizza bar. They had all this other stuff. Okay, it's not a mall. Oh, No. I was like, what in the hell? Uh, we had ham salad at some point in time when we were in school. I was, like, righteously indignant about it.
0: Well, do you remember when they added... Well, wait, the...
1: if you ask him what he missed most about Tennessee, he'll say lunch. <laughs> 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 it's one of the things he missed most. We all miss Collierville. Uh,
0: that's funny. Nod to Collierville. That's funny. I do remember when they opened the salad bar mm-hmm. at our high school. And, oh, my God. Now, you have to understand, we kind of grew up in the sticks, and a when, they, bit. when they opened the salad bar, it was like Ponderosa came to town.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> and they had French dressing, and I remember that being so exotic. Because <laughs> at my house, we had Green Goddess and like Italian.
0: Well, we had Caesar, and we had Romano cheese because my brother loved Romano cheese dressing, which you can only get at Pizza Hut at the time. Really, I thought it tasted like what I presumed a Velvet Elvis painting tasted <laughs> like. <laughs> So, I passed. Have you
1: ever had green, Goddess?
0: (laughs) Hard pass. Yeah, hard
1: pass on that.
0: (laughs) It was green.
1: It was indeed very green.
0: So, at any rate, (laughs) we're now 34 minutes in. I think we've given a nod to our topic for about eight minutes. I think we've given a
1: nod to ourselves more than anything. So, look forward to that.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's just... If you haven't figured it out, that's kind of the theme here.
1: Okay, but wait. So, the whole point of this was during bovine waste... You oh, said that's right. yes. that never in your entire life has anyone ever thought you were cool, and I. No,
0: I said no one has ever accused me of being, of being cool. cool, and I stand by that today. And
1: I had hurt feelings. Because
0: <laughs> you always have hurt feelings. I
1: only have one feeling, just the one. <laughs>
0: and it's sometimes. Oh,
1: no, difficult. no, I only have one good nerve. I yes. have lots of feelings. You have
0: lots of feels.
1: But I was really offended because I always thought you were so cool.
0: I was not. Let's be clear.
1: No, you were. You I, had a car. You had a job. Okay. You we, left school early. I mean, She come makes on. it
0: sound like I quit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, he only did like his... You know, his minimum required three hours of bullshit, and then he left.
0: Okay, except it wasn't my minimum required. All I needed was government, and government wasn't offered until third hour. So I actually ended up graduating with two more credits than I needed. I had a bunch more than I I needed. I do want to point out I graduated. Yes, he did graduate,
1: which, you know, I still have dreams that I I didn't graduate high school, but somehow I have a law degree, and I'm like... But I, I've been going to court this whole time. <laughs> There's a TV show that cuts a little close to
0: the bone for you then. What? Community. I've never seen it. So it's this guy who was an attorney. Mm-hmm. And come to find out he didn't take a class. I don't remember the exact story either. Didn't take a class. Something happened. And they suspended his law license. Triggered. Excuse me. So he ended up having to go to community college. Mm-mm. And it, the, the show is hilarious. Is you should with watch it. No. I don't know what you're thinking of.
1: A nod to Rob Lowe. A okay. nod to The West Wing.
0: Oh, my God. Don't get me started on The West Wing. I'm on my like fifth viewing of it. So. And
1: uh, our patron saint, Aaron Sorkin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who I think is incredible. And
1: Richard Schiff, cool. And Allison Janney. And, and Brad Whitford.
0: <laughs> and Martin Sheen.
1: Yes, because we love The West Wing.
0: Well, and to the actors that played. Bonnie and Ginger and Kathy. And, oh, and I so
1: want to hang out with Melissa Fitzgerald because she has done so much. Oh, my
0: God, yes.
1: For veterans courts. Yes, she
0: has. But all of those actresses are so awesome. And mm-hmm. then Margaret and mm-hmm. and Nancy, who actually, I think Nancy. The, Nancy McNally? No, no, no. Well, I love, oh, I, I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna Devere Smith, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, uh But the actress who played Nancy, I think, is Martin Sheen's daughter. If I remember right.
1: Oh, the one that when he's leaving office, he says, say hi to your mom for me or something.
0: Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He leaves and he's like, hey, you know, tell your mom I said hi.
0: That's funny. Because that's his wife. Right, right. So at any rate, we digress again.
1: I want to get back to... And Stockard Channing. I just want to have a moment for... Right. What else
0: did you learn this week, though, when you went through your 24 hours?
1: What I learned is that I am definitely going to challenge both of my kids to not complain... Because one of them was downstairs and everything was a grievance. This well, was. Okay,
0: right. so don't you think, though, that the 24 hours also really heightened your awareness of how much other people complain?
1: Yes. Not
0: just your kids, but just <clears throat> in general. No,
1: in general, people complain a lot.
0: Especially on
1: social media.
0: Right, which I'm not a huge fan of. I, I am actually, and I take that back. I am a fan of it for fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of it for for sharing your ideas of how to maybe live a healthier, better life. I'm, I'm a fan of it on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I keep it locked down because I got a pretty tight group of people. It's
1: even I don't have his Instagram. It, it's,
0: <laughs> it's it's it's. Um, a lot of my boys' friends, and they're just wonderful kids, and I kind of like to keep in touch with them, and so they they share these things, but, you know, they're sharing things like, hey, you know, these memes about if you've been in a relationship and these things have happened, maybe remember what's the really healthy outcome for you, Mm -hmm. and and really kind of developing what I think is a great awareness of their own mental health. Um, and not getting mired down in the hate and the mud rucking and all the other bullshit that kind of comes along with, oh, I feel aggrieved. And instead of seeking solutions, I want to go and get some attention. And I want to hop online.
1: Right. Because there's, I mean, the different platforms definitely um, sort of generate different kinds of energy.
0: Do you see? So I, I'm on Twitter. That's more for my political life.
1: I think that Twitter is quite possibly the meanest and most toxic Really? Place. Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah.
0: So, because I don't, I don't really see that. I've only got a couple hundred people that follow me, and mm-hmm. and I'd post I post some stuff. Amazon. Okay, I have like eleven people that follow me on <laughs> Instagram, and all told, in life, I think I have about four people that like me, right. which is only fair because out of seven billion, there's only about eight of you I like. Right. So, and and by That's the fair. way, to be clear, I'm not in that eight. Right. So
1: <laughs> I find myself tolerable. <laughs> Some days.
0: On a good day, I find myself tolerable. So, yeah, it it really heightened my own awareness of how much other people complain. Oh,
1: it's just unimaginable how people, their first instinct is not to be a problem solver. Right. Which I tell my kids every morning, be a problem solver, be a good friend. Because I think that if you follow those two things in life, it will it will serve you well.
0: But I think if you follow the first one, be a good friend, I think naturally flowing from that is is becoming a problem solver.
1: Right. So they don't want to solve problems. They want to... She's
0: not talking about her kids. No.
1: I mean, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But in general, when people post on social media, it's not because they have exhausted every possible channel to get their grievance right. out.
0: It's not a matter of, hey, I don't know where else to turn. Right. It's a matter of, hey, I'm going to turn here first because I think I can get some positive reinforcement for my negative load of bullshit. Right. I'm about Look to shovel. Look at
1: me. Look at me. Right. Look at
0: me. Right. Um, and, and no, I know it sounds like we're complaining. Maybe we are. I don't know how else though to highlight the value of having spent even 24 hours Without complaining.
1: It really, and I will say this, even back when we were much younger, you were way...
0: Which was a long, right? long
1: time ago. Back in the late 1900s. <laughs> so, but you've always been very cognizant of where your thoughts take you. And I appreciate that, so I'll give a nod to you. Oh, thank you very because much. Because even as young people... I mean, back in, you know, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, you were always aware of that and made me very aware of that. Well, too. And,
0: that, and that really came from my parents, you know, the value of goal setting, the value of of, of being aware of your words and the power of your words and kind of really being focused on that self-talk thing and understanding that even when you you say, God, I can't believe I did that. I'm so dumb. Your subconscious doesn't know that you don't really believe that. Your subconscious Mm -hmm. hears it and it's like, oh, check. Yes, you are.
1: And that's still something that I need to work on because I have a lot of... Through a variety of circumstances, that's something I need to
0: work on. Right. And, and so long as we're aware of how, what the impact can be of whatever the circumstances were in the past or what we're doing to ourselves today, I think we can really change the narrative for each day if we can just be aware. I don't know that it's realistic to go the rest of your life without complaining. I don't. Of course not. I think there are instances where there is value in complaining.
1: And there's instances where complaining is what you need to do to further an agenda.
0: Right. And it, but finding that meaningful way to do it, that productive way to do it, which again, at no point involves going onto social media right. and, and pissing and moaning about everything. I think if your fallback position is, is I can't wait to hop on to my, whatever my favorite social media platform is and bash somebody, mm-hmm. you probably need to step back and ask yourself, when did I go round the bend? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for a lot of those folks, they'll, they'll never recognize that. Right. Um, what I mean,
1: There is something I do want to mention just briefly is that there is occasionally an opportunity for us to get sucked into the cult of toxic positivity where nothing is ever Oh, wrong. oh, I agree. Yeah, and that is just as damaging, if not more. Yes. You know, if if I say, "Oh, you know, I'm really struggling with X." And you were to respond, "Well, there's people starving in Africa." Well, okay, it's not a suffer Olympics. You know? <laughs> I got a goal. <laughs> right. so. uh, okay, yeah. And there's people who have multiple diseases and cancer. And right. Everything else. But right now, I need us to focus on this. But what
0: I was thinking about, though, is is those instances where, you know, this happened and this really sucks. And the person comes in. Oh, no, it doesn't. Come on. There's a lesson right. in there. God does everything for a reason. and And I believe that. I do. However, I think, though... I, I belong to the school of thought that says that it's okay to say that something sucks when it sucks because yeah. if you don't, you're not giving credibility or credence to the other person's feelings and emotions. Right. You know, if you've suffered a loss, if you've suffered a setback, you didn't get that promotion that you wanted. oh, well, you know, the next door right. is going to open.
1: Right. Door closes, yeah, 16 yeah. windows open. Right.
0: And, <laughs> and you can you know, jump out of any one of them.
1: <laughs> <and> defenestrate yourself. Oh. <laughs>
0: So, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. But that's what I think of when I think of that toxic positivity yeah. is is, right. is it's artificial and it's not sustainable either. No. And, and I, it's
1: very damaging yes. because you can never, you never feel validated. You never feel right. like what you, what's important to you matters. Right. And every, it matters. We are all here. We understand it matters. But you may want to try to put it into perspective, and you may also want to take some time to think about the things that you're grateful
0: for. And but giving credibility to other people's emotions and then helping them to get through it—that's what you need to do. Yes. And it isn't. There's no measure of greeting card wisdom that's going to help somebody through that. You've, no. you've got to be able to recognize something sucks. You've got to get. You've got to say it. You've got to tell them, I'm sorry, I I agree with you. That absolutely does suck. You don't need to sympathize with them and get drugged down. But for the love of God, develop a sense of empathy. Right. And helping somebody to understand. You know, one of the things that that I do like to remind people of is, is, is that not only may what you're going through now suck hard, but I'm here. I'm always here. And... It's going to get better if only you'll remember to let it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I know I've struggled in the past before, and I think all of us have, that we think something has happened. You didn't get that big promotion that you really were, were planning on, or your mortgage didn't get approved, or the, the person who you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with turned out to be a serial killer shit happens we've all had that happen, right (laughs) who among us hasn't killed 15 or 20 people
1: right and
0: oh i'm sorry that's wrong podcast
1: (laughs) podcast for or a subject for a different podcast (laughs) my godmother always says nothing is ever as good or as bad as it seems
0: Right, and I agree with that. But in the throes of it, when it sucks, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Let the person know, man, you know what? You're right, and I'm really sorry, and I'm here for you to listen. Mm -hmm. Cheerlead later. There'll be an opportunity to do that. But recognize that there are instances where it is absolutely appropriate for people to complain. Mm -hmm. And you need them to, or else you're never really going to understand what's happening in their life.
1: Right, and that toxic positivity leads to... sort of the whole thing about, like, shame about mental health issues. Oh, absolutely. It just spirals
0: down. Oh, my God. Why is it that I feel bad about this and everybody's telling me, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, that next door is going to open. Oh, whatever. You still have one good leg. Right.
1: And social media is the perfect, like, sort of breeding ground for this. You know, people only put the most spectacular elements of their lives on there. Good or bad. Right. Yeah, but mostly it's good, you know, especially the people... I gotta take a minute here but especially the people who are like I love him so much he's my whole world I can't live without him my life has never been complete until he walked in and then you know two weeks later fuck that son of a bitch (laughs) you know so, so take everything you see on social media with a grain of salt I try to pepper it with, like, what an idiot I am. In addition to some good things that happen every once in a
0: right. while. <laughs> for anybody who is who is uh, interested in picking some topics for us, you can certainly feel free to email us at pod at weekendmediagroup.com. Those go straight to Stephanie. Yes. So you if can you can would... reach
1: me. If you don't want to do that, you can say Stephanie at... WeekendMediaGroup.com.
0: And if what you want to do is talk about how our show sucks or have something negative to say, those all go to Stephanie and (laughs) may the odds ever be in your favor.
1: And I will match your energy.
0: So So go ahead and bring your BDE. At any rate, though, we are prattling on. We're about an hour in. Have we wrapped up our, our challenge for the week?
1: I think so. Um. If we look around us, we can find as many negative things as we want. We can find more negative things than we ever thought there were negative things. But I encourage everyone, including myself, to try to be, you know, looking for that positive and not to the point where you're like everything is wonderful, and I'm a Stepford wife.
0: Right, right.
1: But, you know, we already won the lottery of life when we were born in the United States, and everything past that is just gravy.
0: Right, and and I absolutely agree with that. So maybe if we could take the complaining down to a two or a three and really focus on those things that really matter, I think everybody's day would go a lot better. Um, A couple of other things that I want to note real quickly, though. After I went through my 24 hours and really recognized the amount of kind of negative energy that I felt like I was putting out, I decided to step back. I found this great journaling app online. Um, If they decide to sponsor us, I'll say their name or I'll horror myself out for any journaling app.
1: We'll really pour <laughs> ourselves out for anything that will sponsor us at this point in time. We're waiting for that sweet, sweet podcasting money. That's
0: right. Um, but I started journaling, uh, I started a gratitude journal, which I'd, I'd always heard of, which I had periodically checked into and, and would do three to five to ten times a month. Well, at 184 days into it today, I've really stuck with it. And that has also helped me to really kind of dial back on the the negative energy. But the, the one thing that I want to say, and I don't want to bring down the room, but this is also National Suicide Awareness Month. But when you have got all of your negative energy out there and all you can do is piss and moan about everything and you feel the need to call somebody out because you feel aggrieved and you want to make yourself taller by knocking somebody else down, I just want you to remember this one thing by 11:59 p.m. tonight 130 more people in the United States will have taken their own life so how about we all step back a little bit take a deep breath and recognize that we're all in this together it's okay and everything will be okay if you will just let it so with that what are we talking about next week
1: I don't know. What do you want to talk about next week? Well,
0: we've got local elections coming up in a um. lot of states. And one of the things that I think is always funny is when people say, oh, I don't vote in local elections. I only vote in national elections. And then you ask them, oh, who are your senators? Fuck, I don't know. Right. I think that's interesting. Well,
1: I'm so glad you voted then.
0: Right, exactly. Well, I'll just vote party line. Great way to be informed. Super. So, um, you know, there are a lot of states like ours where local elections are nonpartisan. Obviously, there are a number of larger cities in states where um, they are partisan. But I think local elections might be a good topic. We're coming up on that season.
1: I think that sounds like a really good idea. All right.
0: So tune in next week. We're going to be talking about local elections and giving a nod to actually voting in them. Yes. So until then.
1: Remember the people who show up. Make the decisions.
0: Though, yes, decisions are made by those who show up. There
1: you go. He said it better than I did. Well, Actually, Aaron Sorkin said it better than both of us, well, but there you
0: go. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's the actual quote. Um, in any case, though, in case we haven't said it enough or we haven't said it recently, thank you for listening. We appreciate you very much, and we are grateful for you.
1: So grateful. Stay safe and be
0: well. See you next week.
1: Bye-bye.